Hey, girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. All righty. What's up? It is two girls, one blunt. Welcome back to a very special episode with a very special guest star. Today, we have Kristen Hancher with us. Hi, Woo! guys. Oh, my God. I'm We're so, so happy to have you We're so excited here. to have you. You're like my second podcast that I've ever been on, so I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm very excited. Don't what was nervous. the first podcast? Um, Impulsive. How was that? It was good. Um, we got into some tea, but like it was pretty vanilla. It was good, though. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Tea to spill, yeah. you know. I this is the place tea. to do it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, a little bit about Kristen Hansher. She is an amazing content creator. She is known for uh, her up and coming off of the You Now, right? And musically. Wow, you've done your research. Holy shit. (laughs) Dude, like literally no one knows about You Now. Like that was like. I didn't know what it was. I read it and I was like, what the fuck is that? Dude. I was like, did they spell YouTube wrong? No. Okay, so. You Now was a live streaming platform, right? Like way, way back when. Like when Musical.ly just, just before Musical.ly like started happening. Oh, wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like 14 at the time. I'm 22 now. Um, I was 14. I just came out of uh, scoliosis surgery. So um, I had a, ser- if you guys don't know what it is, it's a curvature of the spine. And I had it to the point, oh, we're getting really deep really fast. <laughs> But I had it to the point where, like, I could die. I had to have surgery, like, right then and now, like, in the next month. Shit. So I got a rod in my spine. I was, Holy like. Holy shit. I Is it still in there? Oh, yeah. She oh, wow. in there. Yeah. How is it everything. getting hit from the back, you know? Um, <laughs> I can't arch my back. Damn. Kind of, like, remodel. Okay. Um, but other than that, like, I make it as sexy as possible, you know? Yeah. doesn't hurt. You're beautiful anyways, Thanks, so. Be appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so before that, um, I did national dance for years and years. I competed, I competed like around the world and shit. Um, and I still love to do it, but I couldn't go back into competitive without being able to bend your back. Cause you kind of need to. Yeah. That makes um, sense. So after that, I, after I recovered, um, I still wanted to dance and like show people that I could fucking dance and do all these crazy tricks and flips and shit. So I went on, you now when I was 14 and, um, I kind of popped off on there. And then from there I transitioned to, uh, musically, which we now know as TikTok. Yes. yes. And how many like followers did you have on musically? Um, well, musically and TikTok are the same app. So all your followers from Musical.ly went over. Get, yeah, get transitioned over to TikTok. Unfortunately, I got my account banned about three and a half months ago ish. Yep, we heard about that. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> Will you fix her mic strength cord and just pull it because it so it's not in the way? Like pull it yeah. closer to her. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right there? Yeah, that's nice, perfect. Nice. Um, or it was like, yeah, so Musical.ly gets transitioned over to TikTok. Um, but before my account got deleted, I had almost 26 million followers. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I heard about that, Christina told me. We have a couple mutual friends. Yep. Christina and Jan. Yes. She was my friend just lost her account at like 26 million. Fucked and up. I felt that for you. I didn't even know you. And I was like, I would freak out losing mine at like fucking 430,000. stupid reason too. Like it reason? wasn't even a good fucking reason, man. Like... I wasn't posting some weird shit. I've been super PG on that app for like six years. Okay. And I just started my OnlyFans account. Maybe I'm two, three months in. 
and I caption one of my TikToks, sub to my OF, LOL. Ugh. And it was a totally PG video, okay? Um, no warning, nothing. That's crazy. All... For two weeks, I didn't post on TikTok because I was just, I was I wasn't feeling it. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, my account was fine for two weeks. Video got taken down two seconds. I'm like, okay, uh, I know not to do that next time. Cool. Um, didn't post for two weeks because I was doing other. So shit. you weren't permanently banned at this point. No. So I post a video. It gets taken down in two seconds. I'm like, okay, whatever. Then um, two weeks later, I've already made so many like saved posts that I'm going to post later, like drafts and shit. And I check in ready to post my next post and my account's gone. And it says because of nudity and sexual activity. And I'm like, oh, um, this is a prank, right? Like this is (laughs) a glitch. There has to be something wrong. Like to put into perspective, um, I was one of the two biggest creators on that platform for two and a half years straight. Yeah. Like, so wouldn't th- I, my question is why would they ban you right away without the warning? When some people get warnings, when you're bringing so many people to that app, like the value that yeah. your account itself had for TikTok, And they're just like, hmm, I'm going to shit on you. Like, I what the wish hell? I could tell you. Um, I mean, I do know a little bit about what happened behind the scenes. So there's a lot of people who had my back who were working at, um, TikTok. Apparently, it was one of the people higher up in the L.A. division. Um, It was one of the guys who were, like, the highest up in the L.A. division of TikTok who, I don't know why, but he fucking hates my guts. I don't have bad blood with anyone, but he hates me for some fucking reason. He was like, nah, like, this ain't going to slide. And they had a whole, like, hour and a half meeting about me, like, all their colleagues and shit. And literally, like, they're writing me up an email saying, yeah, we had a whole meeting about you. We were trying to convince him. Like, we don't understand it either. And this one fucking guy with an authority fucking position. Did you ever reject him? Did he come on to you? No. Had you even met him before? No, I don't know who this guy is. And even if I did, and I don't remember who the fuck he is, I'm nice to everyone I meet. Even if you're trying to You're so sweet. I mean, I try, fuck. But like- (laughs) (laughs) everyone who like has ever tried to hit on me or just tries to have a conversation with me guy or girl whatever it may be not even like it's like an effort I'm just not trying to hype myself up but like I'm just like a genuinely nice person like I'm not trying to like be like judgmental or fucking rude I want people to feel comfortable when they're talking to me and I want them to give me the same energy you know absolutely so I don't think there's any way that there could have been bad blood like between me and this guy, but for some reason he was just like, nah, fuck this chick. Even though musically had, had me up on their fucking wall. I had weekly meetings with them. I go into their office on how to improve their app. There wouldn't be a self timer if there weren't, if it weren't for me, there wouldn't be longer videos. If there were if it weren't for me, That's they, they made me a fucking birthday cake and took me into their fucking office for my birthday. Like this like, is that girl for this them. isn't like a fucking like, Oh, like I'm a big creator on TikTok, Like, no, you're like, the creator. You like I was with them from the start. The owner of fucking musically Alex, he sold his company for a billion dollars to, um, the Chinese who own TikTok, and that's how they combined the apps. Right. Before all that happened, me and Alex would go to conventions together. We would speak. 
we went to the VMAs together. Like this was like, I had relationships with people on this fucking musically team. It wasn't like a random thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was very involved in the app in the process and the developing and how it can improve. Okay. I was a big creator on this and for them to randomly take me off because a motherfucking caption is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's Crazy. But, um, I tried everything to get it back. Literally everything. Um, try to, I mean, I can't mention names, but very big creators very big creators parents on the app yeah take bribes to talk to people on the team to get accounts back didn't mm. work i have other connections i didn't know work. we had one here and he was like wait i could help her i have a connection i hearing this i'm like no that's no, no, that's no. above your pain no no no. Um, <laughs> no we have literally tried everything i have a lot of connections especially Can you in the sue for that like um, damages, like money damages or anything like I that. Think I think it is possible, but at this point, like, I don't even want to get there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making okay money and it's not even about like that. I just don't want to dive into that because I already started a new TikTok account. I built it up to like 350 K or whatever the fuck. Um, but if I went that route, I think it would just be a really dirty path for me. And I just don't want to get into that. Like it's not even worth it. The at emotional this point. Mm-hmm. like trauma from that and going through that. It was just so fucked up when I found out I was just, um, I wasn't even like phased Cause I was like, Oh, like I'll just call up my people. We'll fix this. Like, like <laughs> no what? big deal. Two weeks goes by. Then I'm like, we have a problem. <laughs> How did that affect your career? Like, so like where you were at, if you were doing brand deals or like if you were contracted with other people because of your TikTok and you lose that, oh, like what was, was that so like? So fucked up, man. Like, um, this one shitty fucking company. Okay. I'm not going to mention the company cause I don't even remember the fucking name to be <laughs> honest. does not matter. They were so annoying with like posting in general. Um, like I was a day off from posting and then they like started calling my old manager, my manager at the time and saying like, Oh, like she's Canadian. We'll, we'll like, we'll look into that. Like all this crazy they're shit. Right, I'm going to deport you. you? Yeah, I'm like, bitch, I'm legal. Like, what do you mean? Like, what? Like, like all this crazy sh- cussing my manager out. I'm like, what company is this? Wasn't paying me a lot, might I add? Like, like barely anything. And then, so they're already a piece of shit. Mm. And then these, this content has been up for at least two months. Um, I posted six uh, pieces of content for them on TikTok. Um, the last one that was posted was up for like quite a fucking while, right? When my TikTok got deleted, they asked for a full refund. Fuck no. What I was assholes. like, are you like good? Because that is wild. They couldn't just have you put it on a different platform. It's like not nothing. even that. No, it's just market, like, people bro, with like, marketing, if they don't see results right away, it's all these people who are paying for marketing. They don't see results right away. They get very angry and they're like, where is this? And they don't realize that what you're doing now is going to affect you like 90 days from now. But, that, that's, but not also, the, that's not the thing. Like, like they had their results already. Exactly. They already got the views. It's not like I'm going to be getting like hundreds of thousands of views on their fucking videos two months later. They were just being fucking dicks <laughs> oh i hate that <sighs> so them. i was yeah so shit like that 
also like now that my TikTok's deleted, I mean, that was a big source of income for me, which sucked. Um, but I'm starting to build it up slowly. Will I get to 26 million? Um, probably not. That was a really big fluke. I got super fucking lucky. Um, but I'm slowly building out back again and, uh, I can only do what it's given to me, you know? Yeah. How long did it take for you? Once you really realized that it was like completely deleted, when did you start rebuilding your TikTok? That's a good question. Um, maybe like a month or two after I was finally like, okay, this is not coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried absolutely everything. I'm just going to start a new account. Yeah. Oh, that's such a tough decision to make. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I was on that platform for like six years. Like it was crazy. Well, the trust as well. Like as a creator, you spend all day, every day pouring your heart and soul into your costumes and your makeup and your hair Mm -hmm. and the ideas and everything and the locations. Like people don't realize what goes into like being a very successful creator. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. And the fact like my work, like habits, like if I enjoy something, I will fucking kill it. If I don't like doing something like it's not going to happen or it's going to be fucking shit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend a lot of effort and time into it, but if I'm really motivated and determined to do something, I will get it done and I'll get it done a hundred percent. And I really fucking liked musically slash TikTok at the time. And even when I was first starting out, like I wasn't making any money. I just really enjoyed it. I would be posting and this was like for two, three years straight, six to nine videos a day. Wow. A day. That's why you grew so fast. Like that's dedication. Literally a day. Like I would be in like um, high school and during my lunch break, I would go in this like random ass room that I know no one goes in. I would just sit there and make fucking TikToks like a weirdo. (laughs) But I love that though. Dude, it was crazy. I got bullied so much in high school for doing it. And it's crazy. Now I look back, all these bitches have fucking TikToks and they're like, hey, babe, like, I really want to come out to LA. I would love to see you. And I'm like, I bet you you do. I bet you do, fucker. Were you bullied a lot in high school Um, for what you do? I mean, I was with like, I was with a pretty popular clique, which was nice Um, from like grade 10 to 12. Uh, Grade 9 to 10, I was like in another high school in my hometown. And, um, I don't know. I just hung out with my people. Like I didn't have musically or TikTok or whatever the fuck at the time I switched to an art school in, um, grade 11 and 12. And, um, that's when I got with my group of friends, but they're all the outside people from my like click, like fucking hated me. And I never did anything wrong to these people. They were just, they're jealous. I don't know, man. They would, they, I would come out of the bathroom, right? And they would like, like record me and be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Kristen Hanchett. Like when I'm coming out of the bathroom, like give me some fucking personal space. And you know, what's really fucked up when I was like getting really big on the app, there would be like genuine people who liked my content who are quote unquote fans who would come up to me and ask for photos. And of course I'd be nice. I'm like, yeah, sure. But then there would be people who would come up to me as a fucking joke and uh, I can't tell, like, I mean, I can kind of tell, but why risk being fucking rude to someone 
if they're a genuine fucking fan and this would happen all the time, like I wouldn't be able to tell because it would be like 50, 50. Like sometimes they would actually genuinely appreciate me and what, what content I'd be creating. And they would watch my shit. And other times they'd be fucking assholes and just try to make fun of me. I'd be like, fuck. And like, and I would get like feelings. I'm like, Oh, I feel like this person's fucking kind. She's trying to fuck me over. Um, but I wouldn't want to risk it. Because yeah. what if that was a genuine fan? I'd be like, I'm good, thanks. And like, and then they were like, wow, she's a bitch. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but that's the thing, is I feel like people like that, they see you shining, they see you doing well. Like, you're in the same age. High school's also like the drama and that. You know what I mean? Like, no one's adults yet. And so, and you're beautiful. Like, that. all of those things, those girls are probably so insecure, and so they wanted to bring you down. Because some people would have flipped. Some people would have changed how they treated fans because they were hurt, because other people were doing that. That's true. And you chose not to, and that probably fucking killed them inside. Well, yeah, if someone's, like, a fan of my content or whatever, like, I'm never going... Like, if they come up to me a photo, I don't care if I'm eating, doing whatever the fuck. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll always put a smile on and be like, hey, yeah, of course. Because, look, like, if I met someone I idolized and... I watched their content all the time and I was super nervous to go up to them and they like were super weird about it. I would be thinking about that for the next like week. I would be like, Oh my <laughs> God, that was so embarrassing of me to go up to this person yeah. or I would just get a bad like vision of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, what, what, bad taste. In your yeah, mouth. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I never want to give out that impression to anyone, you know, even if like I can't tell if they're being real or just being a fucking cunt. But yeah. have you ever had fans who like come up to you and don't respect your personal space? Um, no, not really. No, oh, I've no. always, they've always been super sweet. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've had some like recently after I started OnlyFans. <laughs> oh God. Um, it's I was definitely the, different boundaries with that. <laughs> yeah. So like TikTok, Instagram wise, like it's always been like fine. Um, OnlyFans is just like now, like I have fans from OnlyFans, um, and it, that's a little weird. I don't get those as much, but um, usually my fans from like TikTok and Instagram are like younger girls. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have the older guy here and there, whatever. Um, but I remember I was at this party in Vegas. I think it was a Halloween party or some shit, and this guy comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, I love your content." I'm like, "Oh, thanks," and he's like, "Yeah, especially that video where you did it." I'm like. Oh, I'm like, oh, you're, you're, I still try to be nice. Like, oh, you're a subscriber. And he's like, <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you for subscribing. <laughs> and he's like, can I take a photo? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's super respectful about it. But I was just like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've never got that. It was the first time I got that. And then, um, oh yeah. And then recently, fuck, I was in the line for a rave and um the security guard he's like he's like oh i know you i'm like really and he's like yeah i'm like from where and he's like oh i've seen your video on reddit i'm like sick at least pay for my fuck content man oh has your oh stuff been gosh. leaked yeah well um i had a shitty manager in the past who didn't do shit so um you know yeah that's that but hopefully everything will be settled now yeah is yeah, it gone absolutely. is that wiped off the internet already yes yes so we're working on it right now so don't good don't fuck with me guys <laughs> <laughs> literally so how how did you manage your transition from musically and tiktok with a younger audience to doing only fans right. was it hard to convert them into subscribers because they weren't 
Right. You know, um, old, old dudes ready yeah. to send for you. Yeah. So I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. Um, I was in Canada for a few months just visiting my family. And then my best friend calls me up. She's like, girl, you need to get on this uh, app OnlyFans. I'm making a bang for my fucking buck. Like I just post lingerie pics um, and making crazy money. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I'll post some lingerie pics. I sign, I make an OnlyFans account. Um, and I just start posting. I promote the fuck out of it. I didn't know like Instagram and TikTok had a real problem with that at the time. So I'm just no one did. We were off. we were all <laughs> posting link in bio. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Yeah. There's like post remove, post remove, and then you see all your friends get their accounts, accounts and you're like, oh shit, you oh. can't talk about this at all. I know, but at the time wasn't a problem. So I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> And I just promoted the shit of it while I was stuck in my family's house in Canada. I told my parents, what I, well, I don't really talk to my mom, but my dad, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to be uh, posting some lingerie pics. These, fuck, uh, these guys, like, pay money for it. And he's like, okay, sick. So I would just film everything in my basement, super shit lighting. I didn't have my house in L.A. Um, once I got my visa shit covered because I was having problems with that, went back to L.A., continued promoting. Um, but... I didn't know how big of a deal it was to get an OnlyFans until after the repercussions, you know? So after people start saying, oh, she has an OnlyFans. Oh, like she's selling herself short, like all this crazy shit. I'm like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially at the time. All I was doing was lingerie pics. Yep. Like no nip. That's what I was doing. And people were like, she's a porn star now. She's not forward thinking. She's not thinking about her career and what she's like, what she wants to do. I'm like, right. "Mm." It's actually the complete opposite. Dude, after I started OnlyFans, it literally, it changed my life. It yeah. changed my fucking life. Um, I lost a lot of stuff in the journey because I didn't know how how to go about this whole OnlyFans thing. Now mm-hmm. that I know I'm very precautious about it. Um, but I think it changed my life for the better for sure. I mean, I just bought a $4 million home. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That is incredible. Woo! Oh, wait, did it play a sound? Yeah. Oh, damn, the sounds aren't playing for me, but congrats. Oh. <laughs> it was like a little cheer shit. It's just been a huge difference in life for me. Like, I've been able to really... I don't know. It's just been crazy. It's been a crazy experience. I never knew, like, this was even a thing. Um yeah. I never thought I would ever do anything like Pornhub or anything sexual because I've been PG my whole social media career. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with OnlyFans, I don't know if you guys can relate to this or not, but starts out with like lingerie. And then when you get more comfortable with yourself and your body. Oh, yeah. We know this. I think you do. <laughs> I didn't take my underwear off for the first like eight months. Yeah. And then I was Same. like, and then Same. I was like, all right. I wasn't growing on social media. I was like stagnant. I was around the same amount of money each month and everything. I was still making good money, but mm-hmm. I was like, didn't want to make content. And I was like, Oh, what if I just take the first nude? Like I don't have my underwear. Right. On. And I did that. And I'm like, Ooh, the money. And then all, <laughs> then it's like, okay, that turns into X because you get more comfortable and you're at the point you're like, right. fuck it. And when you're around other people who are doing it and you're in you the feel industry, more comfortable. you yes. feel more like more comfortable. The people who are judging are in a bubble. Like they're working the nine to five. They're not pursuing the types of lives we're right. working. So they're perceiving it as bad because that's what they know. And it would be bad for their career. But if you're doing what we're doing and everyone's right. doing it and it's changing our lives as creators, like you start not caring because your yeah. crew likes it and yeah. supports it. Exactly. If you have a nine to five, you're doing only fans on the side. That's when I would say, 
be very precautious about what you post because that could affect your legit job. Absolutely. Um, But if your whole job's social media and you don't have anything to lose on posting more provocative content unless you're a fucking family channel, (laughs) whatever you're comfortable with, I think it's okay with you doing. And that's how I took it. Like, I wasn't comfortable with showing, you know, my lower half for quite a bit. And then when I was, I did. It's Mm -hmm. not about being forced into it. It's not doing it because, oh, I needed a quick buck. It's more of like, hey, I can be making more money doing this. And now I feel comfortable doing this and I'm going to do it. And I think there's a whole stigma right now with like sex workers or OnlyFans girls or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But thank God it's 2021. I feel like people are slowly warming up to it and accepting it as like a job. Mm -hmm. You know, I would describe a job as something you do to get paid. Um, Maybe it's not your nine to five office job. I think it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. And that's what we do. And I think we keep it hella professional here. It's not like weird vibes or whatever. We just do our shit, get it done. You know, we make good friends, good connections and we move on. And that's that, you know? Yeah. Did you get hate from your audience because they were younger or like they hadn't seen you in that light and you made the switch? Like, was it a big transition in that regard? Or did people, once you kind of were like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. They were more accepting. Uh, I think it was half and half for sure. I mean, when you make a switch like that, it's impossible not for people. <laughs> oh, I gotta fix this. Oh, good. <laughs> Too far away. <sighs> I think it's impossible for like zero percent of people to like hate on your shit. There's always gonna be people who are like, "Hey, I don't respect this." And you know what? When it comes down to this topic specifically, I get it. I totally get it. If you have watched me for years or you are a mother and you have a child watching me and now you see me posting stuff like this and promoting stuff like this. I totally understand that. Yeah. Okay. I get it. At the end of the day, um, I'm going to do what I do. And if you don't feel comfortable with supporting me with my actions anymore, I totally understand that, but that's not going to change my decisions. And I've learned over this time. Um, and I've grown a lot with myself just to realize that at the end of the day, it's my decision and people are going to hate no matter what. And if I'm okay with what I'm doing and I feel comfortable and happy with what I'm doing, I'm going to continue doing it. I love that. Fuck yes. Yeah. You sound super mature. Like you're 22, right? Yeah, yeah. I turned 22 in May. Yeah. I like, I'm 27 and I feel like I'm just now getting that growth, that confidence of like not listening to people who are hating on me. Like I always took other people's like projections of their own insecurities yeah. as like personal attacks. You know it what took, I mean? It took me a while, man. How did you overcome that at such a young age you you seem so mature and you're handling it so well and you have a very like positive outlook and so I think that's something that like people can look up to as well like how was that process for you um I think it's when you start at a young age you know I feel like everything takes time especially personal growth um but it's I think it's because I started social media at such a young age um got big at 14 I got really big at 15 um also like my, my childhood was like crazy. Like I grew up so, so fast. I had my own apartment when I was 16 years old in Toronto. Oh wow. I moved countries alone when I was 17 years old. Yeah. So I grew up very fast and that was a personal choice. 
Um, and I think it was for the better, you know, um, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I actually, but with mistakes, there's learning, you know? So over this whole process of life, like I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about how other people work and understanding other people and why they act the way they act and why I act the way I act, you know? And I think this whole journey of life is just one big learning lesson, honestly. Yeah. Have you, okay, so you started musically at a super young age. We now, I feel like there are so many studies coming out where we're realizing that Instagram, social media has such adverse effects on young women, especially growing up in the public eye. Do you have any advice or do you feel as though starting your OnlyFans helped you with your like body positivity journey or feeling good about yourself? Um, somewhat. Yeah. You know, um, now that I like really show, especially on video, cause you can't face doing that shit. (laughs) You can't, (laughs) there's no, there's, I mean, there are filters for video now. I just found out. I mean, I don't do that, but like to each their own. Um, if I figure it out, I will fucking do that. (laughs) But, um, especially with like showing my full body on camera and video, no filters, nothing. It's, it's been a really scary process for me my whole life. Like my whole social media life, I've been fucking bullied for not having this fucking curvature. Like I'm a skinny girl. I got a fast ass metabolism. Don't get me wrong. But like my rib cage is wide as fuck. So I'm just like, you know, like a fucking box. I fucking hate it. I don't have an ass. I mean, I got- first of all, you don't look like a box. No, you're beautiful. That's I'm the like, comments staring I at get. your pictures and you have abs and I'm like, she's a fucking model. Well, here, here's where I'm getting at with that. So, I have Facetune since the dawn of time. Like I am a Facetune connoisseur. I have like this regimen I go through. Like I know everything to fix. Still to this day? To this day, I routinely do everything. And it's a lot. It's a fucking lot. And I'm open with my followers. I tell them my Facetune, you know, and I still have people coming to me. Why do you Facetune so much? It's giving off a bad um, representation of women and, and how they should look. And look, I understand that. But um, the reason I do it personally is because I'm also insecure with my body. You know, I'm not trying to make other girls insecure by editing my photos till I look like a fucking CGI fucking robot (laughs) to make other girls insecure. That's not my stitch. I'm solely doing it because I'm insecure with how I look. And the difference between me and someone else who's like posting and just like watching my shit is I'm seen by millions of fucking people people who don't have a lot of nice things to say sometimes. So when I'm already insecure about that shit and I'm getting comments about my insecurities, I want to fix that shit. So I rather have people comment about how much I face soon than people comment about how disgusting I fucking look. And they always call out what you are already feeling shitty about. I'm like, bitch, I already know I look like a damn iPhone. You don't need to point it out to my fucking ass. Oh my God. Can I just say that? You literally look exactly like your Instagram photos. Yes. Stunning. No, no. We've talked about that and we were like, she looks just like her photos. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, you may edit them smooth out skin, whatever. You Everybody don't look it. like a different person when we're Thank meeting you. you. No. So that was something when I met you, because I've seen you online, I was like, whoa, I was like blown away. Cause you know, I've Thank seen you. girls who look like that online and then I see them and they're a toad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like but like, and then, you 
know, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you I know, mean, you're, you're not the toad, you're the princess, oh, you know? Oh, you. you are the princess. Thank you. It's just, it's mostly... <laughs> I love that effect. Um, yeah. It's mostly it's mostly just the ways. Um, I do a lot of like retouches, like small retouches everywhere, and then I smooth. Um, but it's mostly just the ways that are really, you yep. know. Um, I feel you. We all want that snatch. right, and that's the only thing. Um, but to like wrap things all up in one little box, it's just like I don't face tune to make others feel bad. I face tune to make myself feel good. Yeah, no, yeah. Not. And I think most of the people who are also hating, they're they're like mad that you're putting out this like image to people, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're making other people insecure, but they have no idea what it's like to be in your position with millions yeah. of people looking at you. It's and it's like, really what stressful. would you do? Like exactly. you are mad, but like you have no idea the the criticism that influencers, celebrities, yeah. anyone in the media or public eye get for any small thing that they do. Yeah. It's like, I'm not like setting the whole boundary here of like beauty standards, beauty standards, have been evolving fucking forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to keep up with them. So I don't get ridiculed (laughs) myself. I'm exactly like you guys only have a lot of fucking eyes on me and it's fucking stressful. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, I just want to look good. Damn. Shit. (laughs) Plus it gives you confidence too to like continue posting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel proud of my photos when I post them. I'm just like, damn, I do look good. Did I face you? Fuck. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And I what about it. You know, and I, I I, love that. I let them know. I let them know. I tell them, look, I face soon. That's that. And some people get it. They're like, yeah, like she's totally open with face too. Like, and then other people like, you can't be doing this. Like, Oh my God. I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's really cool how open you are about it because I feel like, Oh, they're saying you're such a bad role model for doing that to these younger girls. But these apps are literally designed so these younger girls are going and they're seeing the filters. They're like, oh, I do look better like this. Yeah. You're just being open and saying, yeah, they are pushing these beauty standards on us. I'm doing this so I can feel good about myself yeah. and portray that to I other mean, people. I mean, I wish I could be that bitch that like posts like some natural shit. Like, Couldn't um, be me. I was, Couldn't I was, be me. No, seriously. No, same. I was stalking some um, girls' photos on uh, who are with us right now. Um, this girl named Dare. She doesn't post any edits. I looked at her photos. She oh. posts totally like unedited the photos. Rocks. And I'm like, bro, you never see that. Never. Shit. You ne- like no edits, no. Not, no tweaks, nothing. I could fucking tell because I've seen her in person. I see her in photos. I'm like, dude, wow. the confidence of that fucking girl. I wish I had. Well, she it. is a walking like. She is so she's inspiring. She's she's constantly working. She just pushes out content. And I look at her and I'm like, I could be doing more. She's yeah, awesome. she's so great. Mm-hmm. And apparently, too, like if you're not FaceTime tuning your uh, photos or videos, you're actually pushed more in the algorithm. Like they have bots it. that go through the metadata of the photo that could tell that you downloaded it from Facetune. I believe it. And it will decrease your engagement. And once that someone told me that here, I literally started I would download it from like face app or whatever. And then I would screenshot it mm-hmm. so that there wasn't repost. the, the metadata and to repost it. So it was like, it looked like a raw photo. I'm going to use your tactic. Yeah. It's really yeah. But my thing too is, I don't know for me, like mental health. And like, I also had a rough childhood and like, I don't know, but it seems like that's where it was at. And yeah. I had to like, I got kicked out at like 17, like all this stuff. Yeah, same. Um, 
dealing with my mental health and being on social media and having everyone have an opinion of you is very difficult. And sometimes it makes me not want to make content. And those days where I'm feeling shitty about myself or low. And I know that if I post or if I don't post, like someone's going to point out my insecurities, I would rather just take the content, update it on Facetune or FaceApp. And so I have something to post. So it's the only way that I can actually get myself to be consistent. Yeah. So people don't realize that there's so many other reasons that people do it you know what i mean yeah dude we're just people we're just people we're just people who have a lot of more eyes on us so there's a lot more pressure like we feel like the same shit you're feeling we still have the same beauty standards as you do Mm -hmm. and we just want to upkeep with that because if we don't we get ridiculed with it like fuck like what do we do you're not having someone at your nine to five walk in and be like "Mm, your under eye bags are really bad (laughs) you know what i mean that affects your job and now your income it's crazy whereas like with us like we're not working a nine to five. We're working a 24 hour, 24 seven fucking job. It doesn't turn off. No. Like, it, like we become our online personality. So that's, it has that's to. A crazy, yeah. That's a crazy thing about like our job is like our job is mixed with our personal life so greatly that like everything that you do in your personal life affects your job and everything you do in your job affects your personal life. The way you look, the way you act, who you associate yourself with, what you say, what you do, anything, anything. It it affects your fucking job. And it's insane. Like people don't understand that. Like, yeah, social media, like, would I choose to have any other job? Absolutely not. I fucking love this job. And don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful to be in the position that I am now. Yeah. Every day I wake up feeling so blessed, but people don't understand that it's so different from like a quote unquote regular job. Yeah. It, it affects really you dearly every time you do something, anytime you talk to someone, if you're hanging out with someone that's canceled, whatever, like if it affects your fucking monetary value, you could be in a place or a location or have somebody in the background of a photo. And then all of a sudden you're canceled and things are over. Like I, I, while I was like looking you up and everything, I saw that you like rode a horse or something. And then people try to like cancel you for animal cruelty or something. Okay. You want me to get into that shit? Because that shit was fucking ridiculous. Because a fucking horse. Now your like job is on the line because you rode a horse or something. Let me tell you what, this was a while ago. So I feel like if I put them on blast, like it won't matter. I I forget what company sent me anyways. doesn't even matter. Um, it was a big fucking company who sent me and a bunch of other, like father, Kels, Stassi, like a lot of fucking big creators. Okay. On this trip. All right. And one of the scheduled things to do was to ride a horse in the water and do a photo shoot. That sounds so nice. Right. It was a scheduled thing. This was a thing that they've had going on in the place that we were shooting at for fucking years. And the company that that brought us in Miami, exactly the company that brought us set that up as a set thing. Of course, when I post a photo that I'm, I have to post that I'm regulated to fucking post. I get ridiculed all over the daily mail, fucking Buzzfeed everywhere. Snapchat. Oh, Kristen Hancher, animal cruelty. I'm like, bro, like literally every other influencer did this one, two, this is a scheduled thing on my fucking trip. Okay. I, uh, number three, I don't think the horses were hurt. I feel like horses can go into the do water. Do people not remember like back knees? in the day, them crossing rivers on fucking horses? Like, did you not do well in history look, class? But all the horse girls are fucking coming at me. Look, oh God. look, oh, the horse girls are the psychos. I know. Look, if you're a horse girl and I <laughs> run, run from the horse girls. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a red flag. If you're a horse girl and you're watching, 
and I did something terrible to that horse. I am dearly fucking sorry. I don't know anything about horses. It was just a scheduled thing. Like I'm not, that's not, I'm not trying to like hurt horses the fuck. How long have humans been fucking riding horses? Uh, Probably a while. A long time. So because you got a photo of it, you're abusing the animal. Yeah. Oh, and then there was another time before that in the Dominican, um, I sat on the horse wrong for a photo and uh, that also made global news. Shut the fuck up. I'm not fucking lying. Dude, Did horse you, like, girls sit on are his crazy. Fucking head? Like, what no, the fuck? no. I literally, I literally, like, I literally just leaned forward like this. And they were like, oh my God, she's abusing the horse. I'm like, bro, I don't know anything about horses. If I hurt the horse, well, damn, I'm fucking sorry. Like, first of all, you're reaction. tiny. The horse probably didn't even feel you on top of it. And it's not it like, was- it's not like I was riding the horse like this the whole time. <laughs> like, bro, like, I'm sorry. I. It was just for a fucking photo, one. And two, if I'm being inconsiderate to, like, people who dearly care about horses, I honestly didn't fucking know. And if I knew that, why the fuck would I intentionally hurt a horse for a fucking Instagram photo? People are crazy. They just want to bitch about anything that they can bitch about just to, like, bring people down and make themselves feel better. It's so so sad because it's, like, there are a lot of good people out there, and you can tell you're a very genuine person that literally just want everyone around them to be happy. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it blows my mind how people are and it's really unfortunate, but so you're wait, can I cut you off for two seconds? Yeah. I have to go be so bad. Oh, totally. All right. So I kind of want to pivot. You know, we are a weed podcast, two girls, one blunt. We smoke all the time. Part of the reason we do smoke all the time is the anxiety of trying to be a content (laughs) creator and everything that's going on. Right. Right. Do you smoke weed? Um, I used to be a huge stoner, like wake and bake type B, um, from, I would say 15, 16, I really got into it heavily 16. And then I stopped when I was 18 only because I was on tour at the time. It was like a social media tour and my tour manager owned a weed pen company and it was his birthday and we've been smoking these weed pens the whole fucking tour. Okay. So it was his birthday. We're all at dinner and we're smoking these weed pens as per usual and I feel this drop in my stomach. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I feel all the blood in my body rush to my forehead. And it was this immense pressure. I felt like my head was going to explode. And at this point in time, I'm thinking, um, oh, I'm just really high. Like, I just need to chill the fuck out, you know, because we all get anxiety oh, yeah. sometimes when we get I went to the hospital for a panic attack because of weed and I thought I was having a stroke. Right. (laughs) I thought my my face went numb and I was like, I'm dying. Take me to the hospital. (laughs) I'm getting there. Uh, So I feel all this immense pressure. I'm like, oh, I'm just like really high. I need to like chill. Then my whole body starts shaking. My arms go numb. My legs go numb. My heart starts beating 200 beats per minute. I can't breathe. I'm Holy like, shit. I'm like, just play it off. You don't want to make a scene in the fucking restaurant. Oh my God, you're still in the restaurant. Yeah. And... After like 30 seconds of like feeling like, oh, like I actually might die. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I actually might die. I think I'm having a heart attack. So out of sheer panic, I scream out, someone call 911. I'm having a heart attack. Oh, fuck. The emergency comes. They wheel me off in a stretcher. I can't breathe. Nothing. Um, And by the time I get into the emergency room, it's calmed down. Everything's fine. And they're like, oh, you just had a really, really bad panic attack. I've never had a panic attack before that. And then after that, um, I didn't think it was because of the weed because 
I was a stoner. Everything was fine. I mean, I had anxiety here and there, but nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I thought the panic attacks were like a total separate thing. And uh, the next time I was trying to smoke weed, same thing happened. Uh, So after that, I stopped smoking weed and the panic attacks continued and they got so, so much worse to the point where it would be happening like five times a day. That wow. feeling five times a day. That's where, horrible. Panic um, attacks are no fun. Yeah. Um, and this happened for two and a half months straight. I couldn't Ooh. leave my house. Um, I tried going to the grocery store one day and I passed out. Um, that's how bad they got. Um, the worst time I can remember. And this was so fucked up. Like I went um, with my ex at the time um, to this pizza place. We were sitting outside and... I started having a panic attack again and I've kind of learned how to control it at this point. So I'm like, Oh, just deep breathing and it'll mm-hmm. only last for half an hour or so and it'll be done. So I'm just breathing, breathing. Um, and w- during these uh, panic attacks, I would get heart palpitations real bad. Um, but never like this before. And you can get panic attacks so bad that you can't have a heart attack and die. Oh my God. Um, and this time that happened, I was very close to almost like dying because Holy of how fuck. bad the panic attack was. Um, so when I was having these heart palpitations, my heart would stop beating for like five seconds and then I would feel it beating in my stomach. It was like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was a super fucked up, scary experience. Um, but yeah, that was probably the worst time. Uh, I got prescribed lorazepam and, uh, after my pills ran out because I don't have a prescribed doctor here, I'm Canadian. So I never like bothered to get it like a U S doctor, I guess. Um, even though I live in the U S and that's fucking ridiculous that I didn't (laughs) get one. You had a lot going on. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so when I tried to get a refill for my lorazepam for my severe panic attacks, they said no. Um, so I was like, okay, shit. I just have to figure this shit out. And slowly, but surely they went away. They went away. Do you, do you think that there was a lot of stressful things in your life, whether it was social media or hate or whatever was going on while you were on tour that like led up to that? Oh, for sure. I like literally the most, and at the time, like everyone always asked me like, what what was the reason for your panic attacks? Or I look up online like, oh, like find the source of your anxiety and like whatever the fuck, okay? And I would always say to myself, like there's nothing. I'd be sitting down, having the time of life in my bed, playing like my video games or on my phone and it would just happen. Or I'd be the happiest person in the fucking world and it would just fucking happen, okay? Yeah. So I'm like, there's no source to this. I can't fix this. It just fucking happens. Okay. It's a, it's not like a mental thing. It's literally physical. It starts with physical fucking feelings and no one really got that, especially yeah. online or talking to a doctor. They're like, Oh, find this. Just meditate. I'm like, Oh well, so, my fucking God. I was going to say you started at such a young age and you had a lot, you went through a lot. You like you moved out early. Like you did a lot of things at a young age. When you're young, you can handle that and your body will take on that stress for a long period of time. And then one day it hits you. Well, I think the reason why all this shit started was because like my crazy fucking ex, like he was like seriously fucked up in the head. And when I, when I say that, I fucking mean it. Like he would fake schizophrenic episodes. He would go out 
um, at like 2 a.m. in the morning and say, I'm going to kill all these people, leave his phone with me. I'm 16 at the time living by myself. He oh would my just God. fucking How leave. How old was he at this point? He was my age. He was your age. Yes. Wow. He was like, I made a whole video about this like um, on my YouTube because there was so much drama that went on. It was fucking insane. People who follow me know the whole shtick by now. But he was literally like crazy, 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 crazy. And I think that for sure had something to do with it because I was with him the whole fucking time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I was having these crazy panic attacks where in the first symptom of a panic attack when you have panic attacks like I did is impending doom. So no matter what, Mm -hmm. even though you know that you're having a panic attack, you're not going to die, the number one symptom of having a panic attack is feeling like you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So there's no avoiding that feeling. And every time I go up to him and be like, hey, like I need to go to the hospital right now. I can't breathe. Um, I can't move. Like I'm bawling my eyes. I would be like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Figure it out. Like gaslighting. No, fuck like them, seriously, man. like fucked up shit. Dick. And then I'll go like the emergency like two, three times a week. And it would just be like, oh, just Uber yourself, like figure it out. Like, <laughs> oh, man. So I think oh. that might have like something to do with it. Yeah. Like, a little well, bit. You're, you're in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. Are you in a much better place? Yes, for sure. You're a very supportive partner. Yes, he's um, he's a good soul. I think he's just a good fucking guy, you know he does a lot for me emotionally, mentally. Like he just, he helps me out, man. Like he's a good fucking guy. And I appreciate him a lot. I appreciate him a lot. And, uh, we broke up for a little bit. Um, we were having some rough patches about, um, certain trust issues and all, but, um, I took him back after like a few, few months of being apart. And, we're back together and we just recently got back together maybe a month or two ago and it's been great oh, wow. ever since. Good. Yeah, but um excluding the part that we were not together, we've been together for almost two years, which has been amazing. Wow. And he's a super great guy. He makes friends with everyone he meets. He's a social butterfly. He's yeah, yeah he definitely he's, is. He's he been definitely running is. around talking to everyone. He's so <laughs> yeah. like he's so very genuine. He's definitely nice. my life partner. He like Aww. Yeah, he he helps me out a lot, like in a lot of different ways. He's definitely my backbone, so I I appreciate him a lot. I love that for you. Yeah. We all need people like that. For sure. It's hard to find people who are genuine and there for you and want, like, they have your best interests at heart, you know? He really does. He really does. And it's hard to find someone like that. Especially because you're so big in social media. Yeah. I'm it's sure super you've, hard. You've had people who have tried to, like, use you for... For sure. Um, my boyfriend before him i've only had three like legitimate boyfriends the psycho (laughs) the one who just didn't work out and then my current boyfriend Mm -hmm. um my boyfriend before my current boyfriend i feel like he was a good guy for sure i just also feel like um he took what was in front of him for granted, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Oh, it absolutely does. Talk he was you. a good guy, and I feel like he did have right intentions at certain points, but I also feel like he definitely used me to his vantage to grow on social media, and that's what I'll say about that. But mm-hmm. I, I, overall, I think he is still um, a really good guy. It just didn't work out. Yeah. 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 There's, so- there's a lot of people like that out there. Circling back really quick to your panic attacks, Obviously, we're not doctors here. We're not mental health professionals. We all have some type of mental illness, though. 
Oh, yeah. I got plenty. I got a long list of mental illnesses right here. I got a list. Do you have (laughs) any tips for, like, people out there who are maybe struggling with panic attacks as to how you coped better? Here's the thing. Um, It was a really hard time for me, and there's no one thing that I could say. It's just like, here's what you need to do to fix your panic attacks. Absolutely. Um, Because if you were dealing through the same thing I was – it wasn't a trigger for me. Like, I don't know for a lot of people there is triggers. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those people, um, I don't know how to help you. Cause I didn't personally go through that. But if you just get panic attacks randomly, like I did, and I still do every once in a blue moon, um, just breathing, breathing deeply mm-hmm. and just, it's, it's not all mental. I hate when fucking doctors tell me it's all mental because it's not fucking all mental. It starts out physically. If it's mental, how is it affecting your, your like your breathing, it doesn't your eat, heart rate, dude, everything? Well, they say it's mental first and then the physical things come because of the mental. But I, I smell cat because I'll be so happy, so fine. And then these physical things will start happening to me. So if you're having the same thing, just think deep breaths and... I mean, it's expensive, but it always made me feel better to be in a space where I know like people can look after me. Like whenever I felt like I was going to die, like I just went straight to the emergency, like no matter what. Maybe that's not the best advice, but that's what I did. I just felt like I needed to be safe and like just in case if anything happened, like I was in the place to be, you know, but um, probably not the best advice. Um, Just deep breaths and just try to keep your mentality as clear as possible, even though the physical um, symptoms are so strong, as long as you keep that mental going, because you can't you can't really affect your own physical reactions to things, but you can affect your mental. So try and work on that because, you know, that's all you can really do in that circumstance and it won't last forever. That's what I always told myself. It's not going to, this is not going to be like a, to your thing it'll be over in 30 minutes to an hour you'll be fine it always gets better yeah dope well i say to wrap it up we ask you a couple of questions about your sex life (laughs) i love that (laughs) yes let's go all right do you have any like weird kinks hmm like what's your kink I mean, I don't have any, okay, wait, (laughs) here it comes. (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. Okay. This is okay. I don't watch porn for like sexual gratification usually. Okay. She's like, I watch myself. (laughs) I mean, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I usually just watch porn cause I'm like curious when I was scurrying about like the whole like Pornhub thing, just like scavenging for random videos, I found this one video and for some reason it fucking turned me on so much. It's the only video I ever watch on Pornhub. Like when, usually when I like, you know, masturbate or whatever with my little magic wand or whatever. Oh, the magic wand. Oh, my period. favorite. That's the only thing if I you use. you want to come, the magic wand. It's the only thing that'll get me off. Um, other than my boyfriend, of course. Um, but those combined. Oh, that's where the magic happens. Game over, baby. Your legs are at the back, like on his shoulders <laughs> and he's leaning forward and use the magic crazy. wand. Oh my Game God. over. You're all I know. Um, <laughs> the only video that I ever will watch on porn um, to get me off is the same video over and over. It's just this guy. This is going to sound really weird. 
not big he's not like a porn star it's this random dude who uploaded a random video okay and it's about like a minute and a half and it's just this guy and it's pointed down on his pants he's wearing pants okay and his cock's hard right and she says cock guys we have a whole episode (laughs) where we talk about the word cock so i love when i hear the word cock okay Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's good. I hate it. She hates it. She thinks it sounds like a a British man. His penis is so hard. Oh, that's even worse. Even worse. (laughs) Um, And he's just like rubbing his cock through his pants and he's moaning and he comes in his pants. And I think what I've got from this experience (laughs) is I'm really, really turned on by when a guy moans yes yes oh. and that's like i think that's my thing it's not anything weird like i don't like when guys like pee on my fucking face or i don't know i don't know yeah. all these weird kinks okay i just i find it really hot when guys moan it's so hot because you're like you know they like it and they're enjoying it i think that's that i think it's just like I can tell you're enjoying it. If you're enjoying it and you're into it, that makes me turned on. Yes. You know, that's, that's like my kink. Exactly. As well. But I have a weird thing too, where like, if I'm like talking to guys, I'm like, I don't want like a random dick pic, but something about you at work in your work pants, rubbing your dick through your work pants. Like and I hot, can see it hard. Hot, hot, hot. That photo or that video will do so much more for me. Oh my God. Than just like you in the mirror with your dick out. Yeah. I oh, really, yeah. I don't know get, what it is. I don't care about your dick pic. I could give less fucks about your dick pic. I want if your you under the pants me, dick like, pic. Like moaning. Like you're like really into like fantasizing about me. Like, uh. My narcissistic ass is on that yes. shit. Oh, yes. I'm like, okay, period. Dude, okay. I had this guy that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> this guy I'm talking to uh, sent me a video of him jerking off. And I was like, I want you to talk dirty while you do it. Right. And I'm all about like words of affirmation and stuff. Yes. <laughs> like he's gonna no, kill me. that's amazing. But he's literally talking about like how successful I am while he's doing it. <laughs> and he's like, and like where I'm going to go and how hot I am. And like, Love he's that. like, I'm so fucking proud of you like I miss you and I was literally I came harder than I ever have like listening to him just talk about me <laughs> like highly I was like wow that was so hot boys take notes <laughs> yeah he's literally just like I'm proud of you and I'm like oh no it's coming <laughs> see I would hate that I would hate really that. why yeah. see I, my parents never told me they were proud of me yeah, so me that either. shit rocks oh shit this is one of those childhood issues isn't yeah. it oh yeah Fuck. yeah God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> My parents didn't love me, so it's, you know. Damn it. It always comes back to bite you in the ass. I guess so, huh? I love that. That's not a weird kink. I feel no, like that's not normal. Super, or maybe I'm just like, yeah, I feel that exactly. So I'm like. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just weird that I only can get off to one porn up video ever. I don't watch porn. I think that's a little weird. I, yeah, I just so don't. I don't think that's weird at all. I'll like when I masturbate. And I masturbate. I watch some I'll, weird shit. I'll, I'll like, I'll watch it because out of interest like I'll watch that like crazy like BDSM where they're all in the chambers and having orgies like I love to watch it but I I can never masturbate to that I'm like alright like this is cool so what do you masturbate to? <laughs> I love it what do you masturbate to? literally like like I don't masturbate to anything like I'll literally just play a YouTube video like a podcast or like I'll be listening to like a murder documentary or like a movie explained like some like something I would listen to when I'm not masturbating and I'll just or like a Netflix show and I'll just be like 
<laughs> Wait, I do that too, but then it like hits a point where I'm like, okay, now I have to turn this off no. and I go into my head. I just go into it. Oh, another fetish of mine. I don't think I've ever said this out loud even to my boyfriend. Oh. Okay. This is also- I love it. I think this is, uh, this is not that weird. Um, so it's the moaning thing. I like kisses on the neck that always turns me on. And then my third thing is like, if I'm going to get caught masturbating. So I figured this out because I was in this position because like I'll be masturbating or whatever. And I'll hear someone coming up the stairs and I just come instantly. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like they're going to catch me off the cover. Oh (laughs) Oh my God. I think and then ever since then, like if like I'm like about to come, I just think about like, oh, they're walk like someone's gonna like walk up the stairs right now. Someone's gonna come in the room, and then I just like so I square like, everywhere. It's like that taboo aspect. I think so. I don't yeah. know. I'm a very like love visual, emotional like comer. I don't know. <laughs> I think we all are. We're all in our heads. Yeah. Do you? Okay, so would you be into like public sex stuff where like you could kind of get caught? <sighs> I don't know. I literally don't know. I don't mm. I like feel one like time if you like all that taboo shit. It all kind of yeah. Ties like one time I went together. hiking. Maybe. I was at this like animal sanctuary in New Hampshire, and my boyfriend at the time was like, "You want to fuck?" And in the main like walkway of this place, he bends me over and fucks me against like a sign, and we could hear people like coming and like down like the path or whatever. And we he was like, "No, we gotta like." Finish. finish it and i was like this is so wrong but so hot and it's the okay, same idea you know I what i mean it. okay but um, it's actually you're at risk it's not just in your head like no, i could I, get kicked out of that place you know what i agree with you i totally okay so this is the first time i ever did something like this but me and my boyfriend um we were in tulum and um there was this public pool and we got fucking blackout drunk like we were playing like you know that fucking ellen game like heads yes, up yes i love yeah. that game <laughs> we are like so like we finished a bottle of like fucking tequila together like it was like we were drunk, drunk like both of us and we're playing like heads up and we're like let's go fucking the fucking public pool and we go in the public pool and anyone could come in it is broad yep. fucking daylight bitch oh it's daylight it's- Oh yeah, we are like fucking TMZ. The, no, Kristen Hancher fucks boyfriend in pool and saloon. <laughs> I, I can mean, see we the headlines get to, like, already. Some like crazy like paparazzi shit, but um, yeah, we totally fucked in that public pool, and you loved it. We loved it. Oh my god, like it was hot. <laughs> it was some hot good. shit. Um, about the paparazzi shit. Last time I was in Tulum, like a year ago. This is like where I like really got together with my boyfriend. This like year or two years ago, right where uh, COVID happened. But paparazzi, why the fuck are they in Tulum? First of all, second of all, why are they taking photos of me? I'm not that important, bitch. You're huge. Shh. No, Perfect. it's not like I get followed around by paparazzi. Okay, like. It happens like once in a while, but like, why are you here in Tulum? Okay. So I'm in Tulum. I am drunk as per usual. What (laughs) else is new? Um, my head is shaved. It is dyed green. I look like a fucking crackhead. Was that a quarantine thing? Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, I did have my hair red during quarantine. Yeah. I am burnt to a crisp. So I look like a fucking Christmas ornament. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, My tits are out because I thought it was a topless beach. It's not. Um, oh, <laughs> oh! I'm laying down 
topless, green shaven head, red skin, smoking the jewel. I love it. Like, girl, I looked fucking like crazy. I really hope no one ever finds these photos are super fucking hidden, but they're somewhere on the internet. Like if you search up the right shit, I shouldn't be saying this on this podcast. I was like, these are about to get leaked. No, for real though. They're like on the internet. Like some paparazzi got my ass and I look fucking crazy. So did they send it to you? Like, how'd you find out they were on the internet? Um, I don't know. This was a while ago, but they didn't send it to me. No. Did you see him take the photo? No. <laughs> I don't know how I found them, but I found them. And they're on the internet and they're terrifying. Do you at least look cute? No. Oh. <laughs> no. In the world of face tuning and no, photo I shoots. look scary. Oh, no. I don't like, I wake up in the morning. I look pretty fucking terrifying. Like I, I look not cute. Okay. I don't think I've ever looked worse than that moment there. I think in my entire life, me, blackout drunk, red skin, green shaven head, like sunken in eyes, jewel, sitting down like this. I feel like paparazzi just happens to show up in fucking Tulum. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Um, If anyone sees this, I will kill myself. Yeah. It's bad. It's terrible. Like, Do anyways, just cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think y'all be able to. Uh, don't look for it. Please. The power of your just, fans. Just, you can cut some of that out. Yeah. <laughs> just don't search it up on the. Yeah. Okay. Those are bad. Those are really bad. Like, let's never speak of this again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It we'll will just, not like, go on the we'll internet at all. On the inter- oh. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll share this on the internet and then never talk about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I was I was being sarcastic when I said it. Was. <laughs> I love that though. Maybe you can like recreate that photo and then just take ownership of it. Oh, wow. Um, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on that. But thank you for the, for the. It was an idea. Yeah, maybe not a good one, but an idea. You know, I'm it trying. Was something. I'm on no sleep. <laughs> Could this you give note. us your craziest like sex story or dating story? Just to end it off on a good note. Okay. Um, hmm. I will tell you how I lost my virginity because that's just kind of fucking whack. All right. <laughs> All right. So I was talking to this guy for a while. All right. We just came back from a party. Might I add, this guy I've been talking to is my best friend's brother. Shit. There's always drama there. Yes. So. Oh, but that's kind of hot. <laughs> He was he was good looking at the time. Now that I look back at yeah. him, he like, was, was I not thinking? cute at all. But at the time, from my options, he was cute. Okay, I think he was like two years older than me or some shit. Oh, no. That's where my- it starts. He's like the older boy and you're right. like, yes. right, the older brother. I see this in movies. Right, I was like 17 or some shit. And I come back from this party with him. Oh, at the party. I remember because I was drunk. When I'm drunk, I have confidence. <laughs> I have so much confidence. If I'm like sober, like I won't say shit to a guy that I find attractive. If I'm drunk, oh my God. I'll be All like, can we like, like fuck. Like I find you so attractive. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'll be that bitch. But like when I'm sober, I'm just like, I won't even like make eye contact with you. So crazy. <laughs> um, so if I find you attractive, um, just know I won't look at you. 
Oh my god! I, oh my god! I can't, unless I'm drunk, then I'll come. So basically, if she's you. not looking at you, she thinks you're cute. Yeah, honestly, yeah. If you see me go like, and I walk away, I just know like I find you super fucking. I don't know, bang the shit out of you. But like, not now. <laughs> I'm married. I'm not married. I'm, I have a boyfriend. Um, but let's see. Okay, so I tell him at the party, I'm like, you are so fucking hot. By the way, I just want to let you know, like, you're so fucking hot. And he's like, okay. Um, anyways, That's all he says? Yeah. It, well, I don't know what he said. This was like years ago. This was like five years ago. Um, I don't know what he said. But anyways, we started talking after that. And then one day we came back from another party. And my best friend was sleeping in the bed next to us. Her brother. Oh, It was her brother? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Again, kind of hot. <laughs> She was like sleeping and we were, I was like blackout drunk. He was blackout drunk. Were you like going out? It was like, or was it like the quiet and the bed's just slowly squeaking? Oh, you no. know, we were, we were going out and oh. this is when I lost my you. fucking virginity. Oh my God. And like, she was right next, like, like literally like the bed next to us. And we're like, do we do it right now? And he's oh. like, he was, he, he was really like a gentleman about it because like you know like when girls are like blackout drunk you want to make sure they're like you know not being taken advantage of and all that but he's like are you sure you want to do this like i know you're drunk like are you okay i'm like yeah yeah i literally yes i want to do this like let's do this i don't want to be a virgin anymore let's fucking do this (laughs) oh my god so we we (laughs) she was in the bed next to us she never knew and a few days later, she found out. Oh. She comes up to me and, like, tears in her eyes. She has, like, an English accent. Her brother doesn't. Doesn't make sense. Are they oh. from England? Um, Yeah, but they weren't born in England, so shit's confusing. Like, <laughs> why does she have an English accent? He doesn't. Kristen, Kristen, why would you fuck my brother? <laughs> I was right next to you, Kristen. I'm like, I I don't know what to say. I'm literally so sorry, babes. Like, oh my God. But it was worth every second. I'm like, I hope you can forgive me. And she's like, I don't know if I can. <laughs> the accent just makes it worse. Right. <laughs> so my fuck. She forgave me. Uh, we talked to this day. Uh, such a sweetie pie. Um, Did you fuck her brother again? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pass on that. I saw him last time I went to Canada, and he was like super like uncomfy, cause like I don't know from the last time he saw me, I I, I kind of like kind of snapped, Ooh. you know? Yeah. So yeah, he was like super awkward, and I was trying to be chill. Like I just came back from a rave, so I was like on a little bit of Molly. Um, so I was like, hey, like what's popping, man? Like what what's good? He's like. Oh, hi, Kristen. Like, I just finished, like, filming uh, my thing for my college. I'm like, oh, that's cool, I guess. Like, he was, like, super weird. I'm like, all right. like He was it. probably so nervous. Oh, he was so nervous. You could tell. So I was trying to, like, make him feel, like, a little more comfortable with, like, talking to me. But, like, it was super weird. I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, that was that. That's how I lost my virginity. I <laughs> fucked my best friend's brother while she was in the same room. <laughs> That's I love that. That's a great that. story. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At least you have a good story for your first At least time. I have something good. You know what? I'm glad it happened. Yeah. So I can sit down and a podcast time. like these and tell stories like this. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Thank my God. Thank God for that man in Canada. Period. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. We're so okay. happy and honored to have you on our podcast. 
We learned a lot about you. Yes, ma'am. Um, Hopefully your fans get to learn something more about you too. I probably learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is about. Yeah. We like taking it to the next level here. I love it. I absolutely love it. But Thank uh, you yeah. so much for coming on. Thank we you for having time. me. I had a blast. Seriously. Like, yeah. And now we're going to go make some OnlyFans content. So Good. you can find her on her OnlyFans. Yes. At Kristen Hancher. K-R-I-S-T-E-N-H-A-N-C-H-E-R. Perfect. Mm, we'll put the website down below if you don't know how to spell. Yeah, you'll be able to find <laughs> all of it. She does great, like costumes and oh, photos are great. So uh, let's fucking do this. We'll wrap it up. Thanks for another week. Yes, yeah, so it's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, and tune in to Two Girls, One Blunt next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>